A very, very special guest, well, a couple special guests in our studio audience today. Well, in our studio today, excuse me. And uh, I want to introduce them. But first, if you hear my voice, then that means that God has seen it seen it fit to wake you up today one more time this morning. And that is something to be thankful for, isn't it? Because that, of course, means that the Most High has given you more time on this earth. And more time is a real blessing because most people do not know when their time will come to an end. Some people do. Like the people on death row But most people do not And so We must all use our time Wisely Because we don't know When we are going to run out of it We don't know When our day is coming Tomorrow is not promised to us I'm sure you've heard that somewhere I hate to remind you of that But I, I do remind you of that Because I want you to enjoy today And it's a lot easier To make the most of today If you know the truth And the truth is You're not promised tomorrow Time is not on your side you have a limited amount of it. And that's good in a way because your limited amount of time helps you categorize what your values and priorities are. Let me explain. If you're busy like I am, then you only really have time for things that are important or fulfilling. You don't have time to waste time. I myself realized how precious time is when I picked up a full-time job practicing at this new law firm that I'm at. Now that 40 of my daytime hours per week are taken up working for them, I have less time for silly phone calls or cleaning my car or pointless walks in the park, which are very important. You need a union rep. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I need a union is what I need. You need a rep. Let me know. <laughs> I need a union first. Let me get a union first. Now, if you haven't guessed, time is our magic word of the day, and we have a little something different planned for you today in honor of our father, Time. Consider this announcement to be noticed that we have a full house in the studio with us today. And since we do have a full house, we want to spend most of our time today communicating with each other and less time listening to myself do a monologue. No. Right, that's right. Someone told no. me that the other night. That's what we want. So, so we will be skipping the monologue that I usually give so we can get deep into some topics with my fellow guests while we will be introducing shortly. So in order to do that, I need to officially start the show early. So we, we're not going to be wasting time today. And time, of course, is our magic word because it's not on your side, folks. It's just not. You will run out of time before the end of your life. That's a given. So welcome to Saturday, my friends, the very next day of your life. This is the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent, live and on your favorite podcast and network. My name is Jamal. I am an information junkie from Harlem, and I'm passing the fruits of my illness on to you. Get the booster if you want, but I promise you it will be ineffective against the Jamal virus. As for me, I'm your listener guide, mostly along for the ride, coming straight through the Hartford studios of WKND, and I'm doing that live, up until the day when Donald Trump stops lying, which means I have a very long career in radio indeed. Absolutely. <laughs> on this day, the revolution will be televised on the Jamal Show Facebook page in just a minute, so go check that out, folks. You can find that at Facebook.com Jamal Show Radio. That's a backslash before then. I'm happy to announce that we again have a black pastor in the house. Some people hate to have black pastors in the courtroom, but we have oh, one here. Oh, wasn't that illegal? Uh, I mean, they, yeah, they, yeah. Didn't they ask the judge? You're not allowed in the courtroom, black pastor. John Rose. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Oh, yeah. The bishop has a new, the bishop has a new nickname. The bishop has a new nickname. He's the black pastor in the house. Uh, we have one here at the radio station that comes with the station. His name is Bishop. Hello, Bishop. Thanks for your support. Everyone should have a bishop on their side. Moving on. 
The next man shows up every two weeks here at WKND, even when I lock both doors to keep him away. <laughs> it just never works. It didn't work this time either. That's why the doctor is in the house. All right. What's up, Dr. Alfonso? I'm Matt, I'm how are you feeling today? Great. Did you get your booster? Oh, many, long time ago. There you go. Long time. And today we have another special guest. He was here two weeks ago, and apparently he's drinking the same stuff that made him want to come the first time. He left his cup. Yeah, and add a little legitimacy to this show. Legitimacy, excuse me. You wouldn't believe I do this all the time. Please be kind to our guest, John Rose. Uh, how you doing, John? I'm good, babe. How you doing? Good to see you. He is an attorney, <laughs> and uh, that's not what I wanted to play. But here's your applause, just in case you were wondering where it was. Former Hartford Corporate Counsel, former New Haven Corporate Counsel, Mr. John Rhodes. It's a pleasure to have you here. I uh, hope you have some food in the back of the snack plate that isn't there in the back. Y'all, yeah, I hope yeah, y'all got some food. Okay. We good. We good. Now, while we are here live on the radio right now on WKND 97.5, you can hear us best. While using a live radio app on your phone or laptop, like Extreme Mix Radio, or some people use TuneIn, some people use Simple Radio. I don't particularly care what you use, but pick one thing and stick with it. My friends, it's been about two weeks since you've last heard our voices. Two weeks ago, we talked about safety, and I think that conversation kept you out of danger. Today, my theme is time, and no matter how slow you think life is going, none of us have time to spare. You should remember that every day, I aim to help you remember that. And how will I pull this off? Well, how I always do it, by scheming and planning on how to get you all more intelligent. And it isn't easy with Republicans acting like crazed lunatics, calling for succession and calling for vigilante violence. Hey, whatever you guys want to do, okay? We'll just watch. By the way, don't laugh, but I am a Connecticut attorney with a new office phone number for the public. The number is 860-200-8874. 860-200-8874. I am also a member of the Connecticut Bar Association. They don't like me saying that very much. And I want to send a special shout-out to them in hopes that I get invited to some of the great parties that happen next summer. I mean, you're in the bar? I am in the bar. Well, in bar you from the I'm bar? part of the bar, and I'm in the bar most of the time. So there you go. All right, all right. Lawyers know how to let their hair down, Mr. <laughs> Mack. Now, if you came late to the party, I will remind you that this broadcast will soon be up on every broadcast network that ever existed. That statement makes me a liar, albeit a very handsome one, but we can make it all true with your help. So please share the gift of the Jamal Show with a loved one, and by the way, we can use some more reviews on the Jamal Show Facebook page. We need a few reviews that aren't bad. Don't ask me why. Okay. Um, lastly, please let know that my views do not represent the views of this station any more than Donald Trump represents all stand-up comedians like him. By the way, you can call and join the discussion at any time. Just call 860-218-2173. If you feel like you absolutely must complain about the nonsense I spew on this broadcast for fun, please ask for the bishop. That's his role, and he plays it well. On the other hand, if you love what you hear, those calls are for me. You can always call us at 860-218-2173. Again, if you love life and this show rocks, ask for Jamal. We promise to allow you into our discussion all you have to do is call. All right, come on. Let's get on. Okay, let's start communicating a few things here. We do need a break. But before I go to break, I want to get the feel of the room on an issue. This is our first broadcast since the Ahmad Arbery verdict came in, I believe. Uh, came in on the 24th, the day before Thanksgiving. Right. For all those who live under a stone, Ahmad Arbery was the guy who went jogging only to be chased down and shot by a father and son tag team lynch mob. Was he the guy with dirty toes? Yep. Oh, yep, okay. they said he had ashy legs too. <laughs> that, that'll justify killing. Ashy legs is like, I don't know if you noticed, but ashy legs can get you shot. Hey. You know what I'm saying? So why did they chase him in a pickup truck with pistols and a shotgun? Because of course he looked like a criminal. 
So here's my inquiry to you guys. What is your take on the verdict? Make it clear. Mac. Uh, well, I have to tell you that uh, it was long overdue. Um, I think it was well done, and uh, and, and and I just say it's it's fantastic. As I don't know what else to say, John. It was Georgia. Think think about that. Georgia decided in a situation in a case prosecuted by a woman, oh. a white woman, on whose staff was a black woman, and she said this baloney excuse they had or oh, we're, we're pre- performing a citizen's arrest she made them eat it the one thing I'll never understand is why all three of them went to trial at the same time they could not have helped one another now let's hope they sink deep together oh so you think their lawyers made a mistake bad mistake by trying them all at the same time absolutely I mean the guy who was just dr- who made the video I mean, he had a better case than anybody. Yeah, he, he, he was the citizen who was acting like a citizen right. for a hot minute. Right. Yeah, I actually feel bad for him. Yeah, I do, in a sense. Because, you know, when he first got arrested, um, his lawyer was like, wait a minute. I mean, you would have no video without him. Mm-hmm. It is true. We might not have a prosecution without that white guy. And you saw his face. He was pretty unhappy. It, oh. was, it was many weeks after the offense before this case went public. The reason why they still charged him was because he kind of joined the race, the, the, the chase of Ahmaud Arbery. He was like, yeah, let's get this N-word. You know? And he said that on camera, but he did turn his he did turn his video over to the police. I mean, he, he legitimately... I don't think he should have got murdered. Well, I mean, they were hard on Stupid is as stupid does. Amen. <laughs> I mean, you never think that you'll get arrested for just taking a video. Well, now, well, he used his vehicle to keep uh, Audrey in play. If I, if they would have let him go, I would have been all right with that. Eh, I wouldn't have heard it. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, the, the jury's verdict is a testimonial to what they had against him. And remember, it's a public trial. We didn't see it on TV. We don't know what the prosecution did. We don't know how hard they worked. They got a conviction in Georgia. Big deal. Yeah, I just oh, I just oh, think oh, that, you know, if... if thinking if, about Georgia, uh, what's your name is announced for governor? race. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, well, well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. Stacey Abrams is scary. Stacy. Stacey Abrams is scary. Right, right. She's, she's so she's so assertive. Yeah. yeah. And so aggressive in the right ways. Yeah. That woman does not play games. Man. Well, you know, I think she should take it, man. I think she has a daggone good chance. That woman it. does not play games. Let me tell you something. She she had a Senate race that she could have run on before yeah. then. Right. And she was like, no, 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 I have my eyes on governor. She makes black people come out and vote. What a thought. <laughs> yeah, and she works very, very Fair hard at it. Thought. I have Fair. so much respect for her. I was so surprised when she came out to um to uh, try to help uh, the guy in Virginia. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't know she was that type to come out and try to help people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know she's raising crazy money. Oh. She's got Oprah go. on her side. When she ran last time, Oprah came down to Georgia to knock on doors next to her. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey came down. So you know every time she needs money, Oprah's like, well, what do you want? Yeah. Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey. She, you know she has, the most, she has the most speed dial. Right, right. We got it like that. We ought to play it like that. That's Amen. the game. Now, this Amen. isn't the end of hard times for these guys because you know the feds have already announced what? that they're going after the Aubrey guys. The, the feds... Yeah. When they when they got indicted, when they got um um convicted the first time, when they got the charges put on the first time, yeah, um, Merrick oh, oh, Garland, oh, 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 Merrick Garland came out and right. said we're charging them too. Right. They got a whole another trial to go through. Right. Right. Uh, and you gotta love the fact that there are separate 
protections for black people that are being prosecuted by people who care. Garland's good people. Yeah, yeah. And just to think, I went over this before um, a, a couple months ago, but we're actually go- we're, lux- we're lucky Garland got dissed for um mm. for the Supreme Court. Yes, yes. We're lucky. Yes, he got we dissed. are. Because he's got yes. balls. Yes. yes, he's got yes, balls. The content. He don't care about the backlash. Whatever. His, his background. I mean, he's seen how bad Hitler can be. And 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 this guy's going after them. He announced that they're doing uh, so. These guys will probably never see the light of day again. Oh yeah, because they're going to get a sentence from the state, and you know they're going right to the federal court. Yeah, it's a violation of civil rights. Yeah, now that's a lot. That's chilling when you think that these guys are, these guys went home at first. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> the cops are like, oh, yo, no, 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 no you know, never mind the shooting. It wasn't amazing. <laughs> no, no, wait, well, what's amazing to me. Is that now they're going after the first and second prosecutors? Right. In the case, that's stunning. That's very good. I mean, yeah. you know, the ones that had who called them up on the phone is you, mm-hmm. yo. Yeah. Uh, I used know. to work in your office. <laughs> right. Right. You Sa- know. Save me from myself. Right. Now so, they're go- going after her. So what we have is a situation where things completely turned around. And they could have got away because they walked away from putting a hole in a guy's chest in broad daylight, and the cops were like. Hey, we don't want to bother you. Look, it's been happening for centuries. Your wife called me and told me that you have to pick up something from the supermarket on the way home from shooting this guy. (laughs) So we don't want to make you late. Get the catcher up, whatever. And they walked away from it, right? Right. And then later on, and now now the prosecutor's in trouble. I think she should lose her law license. Oh, yeah. Because there's nothing worse than, I mean, that's extreme bias. Like, they won't even, don't question these guys. That's the history of the South. Okay, they've always rubbed each other's back like that. That's the history of the South. And then during the trial, these dudes have the nerve to be like, "We don't want black." Pa-. Now these are lawyers, right? Right. So they know that they can't keep anyone out of the law, out of the courtroom, right. right? You can't keep anyone out of the courtroom, right? Right. Every time a cop gets hurt, who fills the courtroom? Cops. Oh, like, you see, it's blue, right? Oh, so you see, no one says, "Hey, you know." Maybe we should get these cops out of here. They're scaring the jury into voting against this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, no one even said that. Right. But I, they had the nerve. I don't celebrate having television cameras in the courtroom. On this occasion, in that case, for that purpose, for that judge to be able to make that defense lawyer look like an ass. Ah. Celebration. Amen. All right, so we're going to get really hot. So I want to go into a break now so we don't forget to. We're going to go into a quick break with a Christmas song. And right after... We're going to go on some some Afghanistan news. You know, they're selling their children in Afghanistan, and it's your fault, Dr. Matt, because hey. you wanted us to pull out. There you so go. So I'm going to get I'm on you about right. that. Get out. We're going to we're gonna go into a lot of th- We're going to go into abortion, because I know I know um, Attorney I just, Rose has yeah. some things to say about that. So go ahead and play the song. We'll be right back with you folks. Uh, come back to us. I know times are rough. Every rhyme, every stage can never be enough when them bars just my favorite things, you know? So lyrically, I'm tough and I'm grinding my way. Hold your mind, Jimmy Fingers. Just like the dime in the day. But this I know times are rough. Every rhyme, every stage can never be enough when them bars don't get paid. So lyrically, I'm tough and I'm grinding my way. My mind is tough like the dime in the day. Smile on your face when I look in your eyes. The fact you my shorty. I am your guy, the way we got naughty inside of the ride. You bring some home for me, and let me get mine. Ice cream and cookies and buffalo wings. The ice on your cookie, enough for your wings. The nice full of boobies, the life of a king. The labels that choose me, cause Lex is my team.
back when Bad Boy was born. Dame Dash and Jay when the rock was the norm. The warmth of the love and the hugs of my sons. The feeling of greatness when I got some fun. Most critics may hate this, but I'm not the one. I got this, I taped it, I raped it, it's done. You never can escape it, it's going number one. Be positive and fake it like your Obama one. It's time to escape, is that negative is done. Like Madden Bowl, I scrape kids, one hundred five the one. Like on Panadol, my case feels will magnetize the dumb. I'm an actor, yo, my face feels can advertise the fun. Mama's fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. Angie's empanadas and homie sixteens. You feeling this go harder? I'm living on my jeans. You got it, man, it's not I live your life like we do. Favorite things by Top Less featuring Jenny Juice. You can find his music wherever you get your music, it's all over the place. So check him out. Remember, you heard him here first on the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent. Moving on, it is most definitely a pleasure to have you back with us on the Jamal Show on WKND and on podcast. I am Jamal. Rumors of my demise are greatly exaggerated. If I were a slave, I would have definitely run away. I make my living just to go on living. The first words I ever spoke were open quotation mark, and the very last words I ever speak will be closed quotation mark. Whenever I didn't know where I was going, I always get there really fast. Let's move on. Now we have a packed house of talkers in the studio with me today. We got the good doctor, my sidekick, Alfonso Mack. We also have attorney John Rose, former corporation counsel for Hartford and New Haven. Hello, people. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for joining me. I don't want to waste any time here. Because we are all running out of it. So let's get to the reason why we are all here, the issues. I really want to start overseas because we just left Afghanistan. And a lot of people warned America about leaving. A lot of people warned what would happen to the females of Afghanistan. A lot of people said that America was going to subject females in Afghanistan to sex slavery if we abandoned them. Well, my friends, it looks like it's happening. Please allow me to share with you all, it's about a minute, 30 seconds, a story that I heard this past week about parents selling their daughters to strange men in Afghanistan. Whoops, sorry, that's the, that's the applause. Yeah. Yeah. Bishop, this is why I blame Bishop. Bishop, why'd you do that, man? Stop doing that. story you saw first on the lead last month, a nine-year-old Afghan girl sold to a stranger as a child bride. Bride is not even really the right word. So her family would have enough money to eat 
CNN met Pawana, dressed in pink, in an internally displaced camp in Bagdis province back in October. Her father claims he was selling her to feed the rest of the family as a humanitarian crisis grips the country. He'd already sold his 12-year-old into marriage and told CNN that unless his situation right, right, improved, we got the he would have to sell his... So, you have it, my friends. For those who are concerned about that little girl after hearing that story, I can tell you that she is safe. This story caused a national outcry and people offered all types of resources to help her and she was helped. So let's get that out the way. Parents are selling their daughters to strange pedophiles in Afghanistan, my friends, and it's Dr. Mack's fault. What do you say, Dr. Uh, what Mack? What I say is that we did not go into Afghanistan to, to like it or not, to uh, alter that situation, okay? Now, if we want to take a, a, a vote or whatever it is to go in there and, and let's go in there and do and, and save all the women in the world in Afghanistan, okay. But that's not why we were there. Well, I think the point of some people, um, Attorney Ross, was that we could have left a small force there of uh, 2,500 soldiers and not taken any casualties. Why? Why are we in Afghanistan? There's a wonderful story by a a Marine colonel who's talking about the decision by Biden to remove this country from Afghanistan. And he said, we should have done it less than two years after we got there, not 20 years after we got there. You ain't going to fix that country. They don't care. They, they make their, their living primarily by the raising of poppy for purposes of, of heroin. the heroin population in the world. It's Afghanistan is a zoo. One of the things this that's really interesting... This country's got this bad habit of going to places that other intelligent people have left and trying to fix them. Or, or, gonna fix them. or other intelligent people have went there and gotten their asses gotten kicked. Their asses, like the Russians did. Like the Russians did. And, and, uh, and they like kicked the, the Russians' asses. Like the Greeks. They kicked their asses from the mountains, mm-hmm. too. They didn't even have uh, advanced weapons or anything. And let me just tell you, one like of the... the sa- French in Vietnam. Yeah. One of the saddest things I've heard about Afghanistan is some, some of the soldiers were there. And they were saying that pedophilia is so big there. You know, like soldiers, Look, soldiers I'm sorry, would know. I'm sorry to hear it. All right, I mean, it, 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 I'm sorry it exists in the world. Okay, but I don't want our boys and girls going over there dying to try to correct something which we are not going to be able to solve. So this is really interesting. The, the soldiers used to say, uh, I used to hear soldiers testify to this. They said they actually said that they would go in their tents and sleep and hear young young boys like yelling out at night being molested at night and they would go and try to stop it and fight the guys but it was happening so prevalently it was happening everywhere it's part of almost the country's culture to put these young boys to in dresses and have them dance in front of a grown man and in this in this video that I just played this, this clip I just played they're dragging they're dragging this young girl and the girl's like sticking her heels in the ground okay, and okay, they're dragging okay, her to marry right, a 55 right. year old man okay and and, and, and so and, now what and, and so what do you want America to do right how many soldiers should we sacrifice for purposes so of even if we didn't lose a soldier even if it was only no, 2500 the best thing we can do is what happened with this young woman put it out there in, in the public her. world yeah. and let all of the bad images of the people who are running that country be made clear to the rest of the world. Now, here's something funny. You're right, that um, um, Attorney Rose, because they did put it out, yeah. and even the Taliban was like, well, we shouldn't be selling our daughters. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they, they, even the Taliban had to make a statement. Embarrassed <laughs> them. And these are, guys that are, these are guys that were embarrassed, 
and they cut off heads and they were embarrassed. So if they, they cut off heads and they were embarrassed, then they did the right thing. All right. Moving on to something domestic. Next issue. Moving on to something domestic because, Dr. Mack, you're not sending your son back to Afghanistan. I know that. <laughs> so we had a school shooting last week and, and it was a real surprise because that never happens here. You know, it, it so rarely happens here in America. A gunman opened fire, or not a gunman, a gun kid, opened fire at Oxford High School in Michigan on Tuesday afternoon, shooting 11 people. Four students were killed and many others seriously injured. What is his name? Ethan Crumbly. Ethan Crumbly was a 15-year-old, is a 15-year-old student, or was a student, probably not anymore. <laughs> he was later arrested in connection with the shooting. He was charged this past Wednesday with one count of terrorism, causing death, and four counts of first-degree murder. He is being charged as an adult. Here we go. Thank God. Now, it's not only black kids that get charged as adults, people. You know, sometimes a white kid does something bad, too. Um, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's go back. How many, how many school shootings have been perpetrated by black kids that you know about? How many? I'm going to get back how to you many? on that. All right. Ah, I'm going right. to get back to you on that. The other, the other thing is, did you ever have a question as to whether or not the, this, this perp was white or black? No, no. Well, how did no. you know? Because he's still alive. He's still alive. He's still alive. Right, right. right, right. Black right. people with guns get <laughs> Black people without guns get right. killed. Get killed. <laughs> if they think you have a gun, then He's coming down. He sees the cops. He puts the gun on the ground. You know, actually, you don't even have to have a gun. They don't have to think you have a gun. If you're walking away from the cops disrespectfully, like that McDonald kid, yeah. they'll shoot you 16 times. Right. In this kid didn't get shot. In the back. Right, right. So, in a strange twist, on Friday, prosecutors took the rare step of filing involuntary manslaughter charges against his parents, James and Jennifer Crumbly. Prosecutors are saying that the parents had bought the assault rifle, get this, as a Christmas gift. Well, as was, we do. It was more a handgun. As we go. Yeah. It, it is an automatic pistol. What kind of gun did you buy by your son at 15? I, it was a uh, water. It was a water. <laughs> See, that's what I bought my son, too. I don't know if you have any children. I, I do. Okay, but I how many son, uh, how many assault rifles have you bought them? Not a lot of them. Not they, a lot they of them. They were difficult right? to they get without jail. <laughs> right, right. They're difficult to get without jail, I hear, for black people. <laughs> like, assault rifles come with jail. Like, it's kind of a package deal. His yeah. mother was celebrating the fact that he was. she was out with him practically. Practicing how to shoot his automatic pistol yeah, yeah. over Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, there's a, there's a lot of blame to be shared here. I'm not sure that I would let the school system off the hook. No, yeah. no. Oh, we're gonna get to oh, that. Oh, the school but system first, got a got a big role. But first, the the thing that surprised me is the parents went on the run. Now, if my son were arrested. Uh, like, how does going on a run help that? I don't get that because what are you going to do? Leave no, your son no, in jail? No, 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 no. The, the parents are now being charged. They went. They said no. They, they went on a run at first. They said no. They, they got they, caught they last night. They, they, they ran to Detroit and were found hiding in a building in Detroit. Right. So, they drove the car with their own license plate. Right, I mean, right. they were easy to find because they're stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, they never ran before. If you look at pictures of them, they look rather young. The kid's only fifteen, so they're probably in their thirties. And I mean. They showed their stupidity by promising their son a gun for Christmas. They showed right? their privilege. Right. Yeah, yeah, that because, did. I mean, come on. So my first question is, should the parents have been charged with involuntary manslaughter? Because that's a heavy charge. They will serve time in jail for that. It's four counts of, of involuntary manslaughter. They as ought to go it, to jail. As it stands right now. <laughs> and it's of children. Yes. Like, if this was like an office park, it would be a little bit different. But they sent their kid into a school with an assault rifle. I mean, they didn't send them, but that's the way it's going to come off in court. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? After you want one for them. And, and and he's, like, drawing pictures. This is another thing. Yeah. Um, on the morning of November 30th, that's the morning of the shooting, the suspect's parents were urgently called to the high school. 
after one of his teachers found an alarming note he had drawn. He drew images of a gun, a person who had been shot, and a laughing emoji, and the words blood everywhere. He also wrote, the thoughts won't stop, help me. Here we go back to the school system and what they didn't do, what they ought to have done. How you take a kid in, in, in a situation like that and propose that he be he go home. Make The first thing you do is in a situation where you have any concern about the rest of the school is called cops. Right. And they search this young man's locker, anything he's carrying, the gun would have been found. But I don't think his All mo- of this was avoidable. The problem is I don't think his mother wanted them to call the cops on oh, the Like, no, keep my school. I don't want to take him home. Right, right. You know? And that's true. They didn't want him to right. leave from school. Right. And the school listens to white parents. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Really? So that's what she wanted. So moving on, moving on. We know that they were caught last night. And we're going to see a lot of news about this because, you know. Well, you know, it's going to come down to the administration of the school because the teachers did what they were supposed to do yeah. and reported it. Yeah. They didn't report it to the police, though. They reported it to they the parents. Don't have, they, they, report, they, they report to their superiors. Their superiors. Yeah, because it wasn't a big. For the benefit of the whole. Yeah, because he wasn't breaking the law by drawing those pictures, but it was. Being that he had just gotten an assault rifle. And then the next day, he's like, the next few days, he's drawing pictures pistol. of guns. Pistol. Oh, okay. It was a pistol. It was, it was an automatic pistol. You wow. put it in a bag. It's easy easy to conceal. Oh, okay. I thought it was an assault rifle. I stand corrected. You must be a defense attorney. Oh, I might just be. <laughs> Moving on. I'll tell you what needs defense right now. We might be split on this. The U.S. Supreme Court appears to be really busy these days. Everybody's in a tizzy because most people believe that the U.S. Supreme Court is readying itself to tighten restraints on the right to abortion. These rights were secured by the most famous Supreme Court decision of them all, Roe v. Wade, and these rights were reinforced by another huge case out of Pennsylvania called Casey. Roe v. Wade basically set abortion restrictions based on the idea of a child's viability outside the womb. We all know this. The case has set the bar for how much a state can restrict abortion. Now, a Mississippi law is trying to restrict abortion even tighter. They want to outlaw abortion after 15 weeks flat, and it's being considered by the Supreme Court right now. John and Back, do you think the U.S. Supreme Court will overturn Roe versus Wade? Yes. I, I think there's no question about it. When you have a Supreme Court that is typically as stacked as this one is, and I'm not saying that Democratic presidents... Liberal presidents haven't stacked the court as well, but specifically, two or three of these justices who've been added to the court were put there for purposes of addressing the. But they also said they also they, they get asked that toxic question in Congress: Will you overturn Roe versus Wade? And they, side, they all right, say they no. sidestep it. Yeah, they all most well. John Roberts said no; he, he doesn't want to do that. Only Amy Coney Barrett said no, mm-hmm. but of course they don't have to hold to that. The campaign promises once they get in. I don't think they want to overturn it. I think they want to restrict it. I think they want to they want to give Mississippi their law, but they don't want to take away the right. I think that would cause an uproar. I, I do. But what's going to happen state by state? After this decision comes down. Yeah, that's because the question. the Texas law is even more restrictive than the Mississippi law. And God knows in this country with what's going on as a matter of social justice, what's going to happen in all of the states. We're going to get our own, everybody's going to have their own little Roe right. versus Wade. Right, yeah. So, so there'll be, in some states, you'll be able to get abortion in the bathroom. And in other states, you can never get an abortion, even if, you know, right. you have cancer and you're about to die. I mean, mind you. Even if they overturn Roe versus Wade, that doesn't make abortions illegal. You know this, Attorney Rose. Um, in fact, some states, abortion will always be 
legal because of privacy laws, right? Like, um, privacy is written in the California law. Privacy is written in the Pennsylvania law. There are some states that it's very hard to get rid of abortion. There's, there's a concept in the law called the originalist. That's the whole theory of people saying, oh, I look back at what the, the people who drafted the Constitution yeah. said. Before they well, had cars. Let's see. None of the, those people were women. Right. Uh, none of those people were black because blacks weren't people, according to the people who created the Constitution. So now we got this whole issue of what's a woman's right versus a man's right. And we got all these men trying to tell women what their rights are. Duh. And I understand the government's interest in protecting human life. I really do. I'm actually, being that I lost a child, I'm, I'm, I'm very sympathetic to that. But this is inside of a woman, right? So my, my problem is always like, where does the American government get the jurisdiction to say what goes on in your body? And, and furthermore, this is a really good question for you to ponder. If abortion was illegal, how do you enforce it? What do you do, arrest pregnant women? What are we going to do? Follow all the pregnant women in America to make sure they don't get an abortion? What are we going to do? It's called safe versus unsafe, okay? Um, basically, when you, when you make this law, you're going to make it so that doctors are not going to touch it. They're just not going to touch it. Yeah, they tried that in Texas, and there was still a doctor that did it. Yeah, and for a while. And because doctors for have enough while. money to, to have their own mind. They have they have enough money to be empowered on their own, right? So they can resist the law. Like, remember doc, the, the doctor of death? Yeah. Remember he kept people, oh, right. whatever, I'm still right. putting people right. to death. Right. Like, so they have enough freedom to, to resist it, and there's going to be a resistance. You can't just change abortion and make it illegal overnight in America without, I mean... You're, both of y'all are old enough to remember this happening before where women were getting illegal abortions, right? In, and, in, did that actually in, happen? In alleyways with hangers, yeah. Right. Like that, that actually happened, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My summer job, I, I won't tell you what it was, but it had to do with um, uh, abortion and stuff like that. And, 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 and you have failures. and like. Uh, See, people like me, you know, I'm, I'm about to be 50, right? I don't remember when people were getting illegal abortions. But we talk about it. You know, it's been said, oh, women aren't going to stop, whatever. Women are going to find a way to, to get their health care. But you guys actually remember when women were doing yeah, that. They, oh, were, yeah. they were dying. Absolutely. They were dying. Absolutely. And so y'all have some historical context here. Even with the Maude Aubrey case, like, y'all guys remember times when black men were killed and there was no case. Oh, please. They did just walk home and they right. stayed home. And they said, right. And people even applauded them. Like, right. oh, well, oh, yeah. we're so glad you and got rid of that guy. In the, t- in the town green. I mean, yeah. isn't it amazing? I celebrated. Yeah. They tried to make it a whitewashed jury. Isn't that crazy? One black person, and they still convicted these people. So I, I, I hate to go back, but I, I, I feel so good about that verdict because just a week before we had the Rittenhouse verdict. Well, we need a couple more. Yeah, don't, don't the, the other police officers in Minneapolis need to go down, go yeah. down hard. But you know what's interesting, guys. Well, uh, one more thing about the abortion thing. One of the things that bother a lot of people is that, you know, in these states like Texas and Mississippi, you know, okay, they can make it hard to get an abortion, but if you have means, you can find an abortion. Oh, yeah, just leave the country. I mean, just ask Donald Trump's girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you have means, you can always find an abortion. And, and isn't that a, an interesting problem? If the, if you got dough, you can go. Mm-hmm. If you got none, you're going to stay home and be told by the government what your rights are, what what you can do with your body. But well, what are you going to do? Are you going to follow around every pregnant woman in America and be like, you're not getting an abortion today, Miss Honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, like, hey, just, oh, she got an abortion? Let's put her in jail just for murder. Stop, just stop the doctors, that's all. But then you're going to have those... Uh, then you got the coat hangers, right? Right, right. 
and that's where you're going to go. But there's another thing which is happening, um, which I like to uh, bring up to you guys. You know, now you guys know that there's no statute of limitations on murder, right? All right, or right? right. And so now, all of a sudden, um, you have the and and then when and when these cops were doing these shootings of black men and everything like that, and then not being investigated, they never went through a system which prevented them from going through double jeopardy from the new prosecutors who are now going back and opening up these old cases. It's a new world out there, man. These guys are scared. Not a bad thing. I mean, the cops are saying it's hard to be a cop now because you keep on going up to the cops just because they beat a couple black guys up. I mean, don't you feel safer with the cops out there knocking heads like Donald Trump said? Yeah, but I'm talking about murder or, or, or loss of life now. I mean, you know. It, I mean, we have a new shooting. This cop shot a guy in a wheelchair for shoplifting at Walmart. That's a new thing that's just coming out now. Six times. I, I spent 11 years of my life working with really good cops. And it's really a very interesting experience because the, you discover that they're worthy, they're worthwhile, they think. They don't send people to their death. Good cops are good cops, and good cops can be. Amen. I, but I think cops have to be more active. I heard of a good idea a couple of um, years ago. They said instead of a cop just always giving out tickets, right, why can't cops be given vouchers like when they see a good deed, they're like, hey, you know, we just stopped you to give you a free movie pass because no, we might tell well, you. I think I think what has to happen right now. There has to be a, a vision change. We need to stop sending cops out on the on the dumb stuff. Absolutely. I mean, we need if we if we have a guy who has a psychological problem, send out a couple psych uh, people. You know, you're absolutely right. Since I've been why, doing criminal, why carry a gun? That's police reform. Not, since I dispose reform. Right. Since I've been doing criminal law, I have noticed that um, I've come across a lot of cases where I've had to show up. Where it's basically girls going to a club and they get into a fight over a guy. Mm-hmm. And then you always see the police report. The cop shows up and the girls are like, oh, you know, that beam was with my guy. And I'm like, why do a, does a cop have to go out for this? Why did a gun have to come? Yeah, yeah. Why does a cop have to go out for this? <laughs> like, imagine you're a professional. You've been right. training for six months. You, you're ready to handle a bank robber. And you, you called on on a Saturday night to go to Club Manigo because, you know, uh, Mercedes saw her man's ex-girl. And they're fighting, and now it's a big fight, and they're, they're, they're breaking their nails, and they call the cops, and the cop has to deal with that for two hours. Right. They have to write reports, they have to write witness statements, and I'm like, I'm reading these reports, and I'm here to defend the, the, the client, but I'm like, why did the cop have to go out for this? If you're right. a professional, it's like, you know, it's like if you're a lawyer, and every time a, a neighbor has an argument with his next door neighbor, you sent, you're sent out like, okay, guys, where, where does the lawn start? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But people reacted unfavorably to the defund the cops message. As they should have. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Because what works with people? Fear. Right? Mm-hmm. And people are ultimately scared of being, you know, victimized. Right? So defund the cops didn't work. But there's obviously something new that has to happen with the way police operate. Because you can't send, you know, Big Joe Bob with the machine gun, right. uh, the SWAT team, right. out to right. for domestic violence. Right. You know, we need specialists for that. Amen. Need money for that. One thing I've noticed, uh, you might notice too from working um, where you do, mm-hmm. in America we send mentally ill people to prison. Mm-hmm. There is no like support for mentally ill. There's no support for even health care. And we send armed police to bring them in as right. opposed to sending medical help. <laughs> I mean, think about a couple of years ago, right? There was a mother in like Chicago 
her son was mentally ill. She called the cops on her son. And they literally shot through the door. They didn't even see him. They shot through the door. He was killed on the other side of the door. A big guy, because they were scared of him. He's a big, light-skinned dude. But think about all the mothers and fathers that called the cops for assistance. Maybe with a mentally ill son and stuff, and had a dead son at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You know? Because cops are scared, too. So, we're getting a little tired. We're going to take another break, my friends, and then we're going to uh, end off with some more talk. I want to talk a little bit about the Malcolm X case a little bit. I didn't get to talk about oh, that two the weeks Malcolm ago. X case. Yeah, yes, that yeah. has come up two weeks ago. Yeah. And the media's not paying attention to it, which means that we do have to pay attention to it. Yeah. So go ahead and play the next song. We're going to come back in with Malcolm X real quick. We got 17 minutes. Full of candy and a big surprise. Look at the happiness in their eyes.
Media Advertisers here. Hi, my name is Isaiah Washington, and I'm the founder and CEO of LettuceAvail.com. I created an online database to help up-and-coming entrepreneurs grow their customer base, as well as a space for consumers to find the next best thing. So if you're an entrepreneur looking to advertise your business to more consumers, try LettuceAvail.com today. You can create your own customizable ads for consumers all over the nation to see. And if you're a consumer, LettuceAvail.com has a diverse category of services. Whether you're looking for an event planner for your next event, maybe a band for your wedding, or even a preacher for your next service, LettuceAvail.com has what you need. So what are you waiting for? Log on today at L-E-T-U-S-A-V-A-I-L.com. It's time to avail. My friends, hello again. That song you heard was Happy Holidays by Saranda Gray. A very lovely lady. I like the song. If you like it too, you can find it wherever you get your music. And remember, you heard it on the Jamal Show first. After the music, we are grateful to have my good man, Ike Washington. I call him Reverend Ike. He's my cousin by marriage, and he has this great website you should try called LetUsAvail.com. It's a site that will enable you to turn your hustle into a business. They have a new phone app, and you need to try it out. Once again, that's LetUsAvail.com. Tell them Jamal sent you. So anyway, we have a very little time left, about 12 minutes. As I keep saying, time is not on our side. But I do want to talk a little bit about two of the alleged killers of Malcolm X being released from jail a few weeks ago after they were exonerated. The guys released were Norman 3X Butler and Thomas Johnson. Now that story didn't make really big news in the past two weeks, but it was relevant. After all, this is Malcolm X we're talking about. One of the most famous and celebrated black leaders in American history. This, by the way, is justice delayed because the other four confessed killers of Malcolm X are still convicted. I believe most of them have been freed from prison because, of course, Malcolm was killed almost 50 years ago, and that's a long time to serve in prison. One of the still convicted killers is a guy named Thomas Hagen, who always said that Norman 3X Butler and Thomas Johnson had nothing to do with the assassination plot, with uh, with the killing. So isn't it interesting how this stuff is just getting resolved now? Attorney Rose, both of you are alive for this. What do you think? The real killer of Malcolm X was the man in the blue dress who used to be the head of the FBI. I mean, let's let's face it. That's the real deal. And we're talking about, for those who don't have a knowledge of history, we're talking about a man named Hoover who did not invent vacuums. Am I correct? Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. And you are alive for that as well. But he he cleaned up a whole lot of black people all the way of his life. So what was it like? I just got to ask y'all because I wasn't alive yet. What was it like the day Malcolm X got killed? Was that a big news story? It was a sorrowful day. It was a big time, awful, unbelievable mess. It was a scary day yeah. too. So it was like all over the news, like all when things, like when things happen today. Yeah. So okay, now so it's amazing that twenty five years later, or excuse me, almost fifty years later, this can be a big story because if this had happened, if they were released like fifty years ago, it would make the news. It'd be a big story. But now it seems like so many people have forgotten. So many people weren't alive back then. But you guys actually remember Malcolm X, right? You remember seeing him on TV. You remember when he was in the news. Bought his albums. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, bought his albums. He had albums. A- ate yeah. the food. Went went to the Malcolm room. X had albums. Yes. Yes. Get went, the hell out of here. Yes. He came to Hartford. Had had, eight had a mosque in Hartford in the North End. Right. Still here, number fourteen. Still there. Right. Get out of here. in Springfield back in the day when I was in college. I used to go there. Mm-hmm. Springfield and Hartford. Yep. And you, you actually have some history with the Black Panthers, am I correct? Like, um, yeah, Yes, I do. I had, a, I had a case for a captain in the Black Panther Party 
a young man named uh, Butch Lewis who grew up in Hartford. And just to distinguish, these aren't these aren't the the party of the Black Panthers that we have today. The guys that stand around marching. These right. are the the, the Black Panthers. This was the Black Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> the ones the cops thought were dangerous. Right. We had a trial involving a gun. I got an acquittal. I got a letter from the Black Panther headquarters in Chicago that told me that I could represent them in the lower court. <laughs> <laughs> the lower court. Well, nice to know they thought highly of you. By the way, this is just another sad tale to the Malcolm X family. You know that's a family full of tragedy, right? Yeah, that's right. It's like a curse. There was a problem with the daughter. Um, <laughs> well, I'll go through it. You had, you had Malcolm X shot to death in front of his family, in front of his wife, Betty Sebaz. Betty Sebaz was killed by her own grandson. You know, when he set fire to a house playing with matches, he was playing with matches and she was in the house. Mm. And he accidentally killed her with smoke inhalation. She was in a coma for like three weeks or something like that. Then 16 years later, at 28 years old, Malcolm Latif Shabazz, the son that killed his grandmother by accident, was found dead in Mexico City. Mm. Um, he was beaten and tortured and I believe thrown off a roof. You know, so the Sebastian family has suffered great tragedy, and, and much like the King family did, and the, and the Kennedys, isn't that something? As um, soon as the the, the 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 patriarch is gone, everything goes to hell. Um, just two weeks ago, they found his youngest daughter dead in her apartment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, luckily, you know, he had six daughters, so he has at least three left, three or four left. Kabila and, uh, and all the rest of them. But isn't that something? How so much tragedy can happen in a man's life after he's gone? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, we've... Speaking of tragedy, there's this guy named Jesse Smollett. Ever heard of him? (laughs) (laughs) This is a guy who set up... Set up an attack on himself to prove that there was gay attack. He told this guy, make believe you're Trump people. Big star empire. But he wanted some light. He's gay. He wanted some light on gay activism. So he hired people. He gave him $3,500 to attack him. And say they were working for Trump. Well, they were on Trump's team. At first, he was let go. Um, You know, some kind of special deal was made. But now they've gone back and they've started a trial to try to prosecute him for roughly spending five hundred thousand dollars of the of of the, I guess Chicago police budget uh, money, right? And having them investigate a crime that actually never happened, right? The guys he hired. To, to assault him have come clean and said yeah this is just all a, a joke they just testified like yesterday right his Jesse Smollett's attorney is trying to defend him of these charges saying that well you know these African guys he hired they're probably they're probably uh, against gay people or what have you what do you make of this do you think he should be um, indicted for this do you think yes. he should be yeah. Yes. If he should be sued to take all the money he can possibly come back from well, I don't think exactly the police. Yeah. he's a jerk He's an idiot. I mean, the, the the audacity to make up a crime. Like, I don't call the cops when a real crime happens to me. You know what I'm saying? Because what what's the first what's the first page of every black man rule book? If you call the cops, you're the first one they're gonna investigate. Right. Right? We all know that, right? Absolutely. You call the cops even in your house, they're gonna be like, Was it your friend that did it? Who'd you let in the house, sir? <laughs> Who would do this to you, sir? You know what I'm saying? You always even if you find a body and you had nothing to do with it. You're always the first one the cops are going to investigate. Indeed. So I don't call cops unless I think I'm going to die. <laughs> like, yo, okay, he's close enough with the knife now. Right? And this guy makes... A, he had enough money to pay somebody $3,500. And these are underlings. These are guys he got in trouble. These two guys he hired spent time in jail over this. And they're like, look, look, we don't want no trouble, man. We're just trying to be actors. He's a big actor. We listened to him. We thought it was part, you know, we thought it'd be fun. 
And then he he turns around and he accuses them of attacking him, even though he paid them. Mm-hmm. I think that people like this do need to be held accountable. There, there's an institution for a place like him, and he should be all by himself for a long time. And it's funny because he's actually from a big family of actors. His sister yes. was in the Great Debaters. Okay, you know, I met his sister and stuff okay. like that. It might have destroyed his career. Do you think that's warranted? Good. Hey, I don't care. <laughs> no. Well, I think I think he, this. He's my Afghanistan. I feel. <laughs> excuse me. I feel like this about celebrities in general. Like um, this whole MLB strike that's about to happen. Now, I'm not a big baseball fan. I know you are, Doctor Merrick, but. And you are too as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it always baffles me how these people making all this money fall into a strike. I'm like, you couldn't get me to strike if I was making a million dollars a year. I'd be like, I'm gonna be on that field whether you want me or not. Contract. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the contract ran out. It's okay. Yeah. They'll be fine. They're, right. they're still making dumb money. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes it makes me wonder, like, is, who really needs a sport? Is it the players or the, the, the fans? Because sometimes the players act like they don't really give a damn. The owners. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. They have yeah. their own their own quote unquote slaves. And one of the things they're debating but they're right well now, paid slaves. And one of the things that they're debating right now is should they extend the playoffs, right? Because the owners want more money out. They want to squeeze yeah. more yeah. money out of it. Right. Seventeen football games in the NFL as opposed to sixteen. But why? Is that a good thing? No, of course not it's a good thing. It's a money making machine for the owners. Right. And meanwhile, Colin Kaepernick has never been returned. Like, they don't care about anything social. They don't care about making any statements. It's just all about money. Yeah. You know, and first, did you hear um, this guy, the owner of the Mavericks, just bought a town? Yeah. 77 million. I mean, when is this gap between the rich and the poor going to actually come to an end? Is this is this ever going to fix itself? Because it seems like it's just getting worse. You know, I'm talking about... I don't think it fixes itself. I can't imagine how that would be. The people who are concerned about it are concerned about making more money, not less. They may be doing wonderfully good things that they can afford to do, but uh, they're they're only interested in making more money. History has shown us that when there have been such disparities in wealth as we see now, it's called the French Revolution. I think that's what we're heading for. Don't be a Bolshevik. Off with their heads. <laughs> and I want to wow. end. Let them eat cake. I want to end getting the feel generally for the whole room on how Joe Biden is doing. I think he's doing pretty well considering all the things that's happening. All the, I, you know, they also they always talk about divisiveness, but I complain about Republicans. You know, what I'm saying it's not divisiveness. It's Republicans that don't want to get anything done except you know performance art, right? How do you think Joe Biden's doing, man? He's got really low polls right now, but I think he's all right. What do you say? I think he's got to get the money to start to flow, okay? I mean, he's getting these things passed. But a lot of these uh, issues that he's trying to solve, the money doesn't start to flow until two, three years out because there are very few things which are ready to go. Right. All right? And so hopefully, you know, he'll be able to uh, make a difference difference when he runs again with the with the flow of the money again. Here's the deal. By the time the money begins to flow and all the projects get to get to be done, first we're going to go through the, the election that's coming up and bad time for incumbents on all those elections historically. That's not a good thing. Biden's not a young man. Right. He would be the oldest president ever in history if he were to run again. I'm not sure he should run again, and I'm not sure what the Democrats are doing about coming up with a viable alternative. Yeah, because Kamala's not popular. Or she, we ain't going to have a black woman president. Duh. I mean, <laughs> what am I missing? Uh-huh. I thought she was the bad choice. I thought she was a bad choice for vice president because I thought she would be better as attorney general. She's more like her, her, 
her character is more like a, a, a lawyer type, a prosecutor type. Than but a, but a black woman vice president, that's a big deal. You know, we ain't never had that. one before. Right. It's a good thing. Yeah, I just don't know if she can run. I don't I don't see her being able to carry enough people to run on her own. She doesn't have a Joe Biden following like that. And I actually think that maybe people are looking at Pete Buttigieg, man. People are looking at Pete Buttigieg to carry a, the a gay male. Yeah. Who who now <laughs> from con- Texas. Who now controls more money than almost half of the countries in the world. Oh, yeah, the money, he's getting... The money that's coming to him in the Department of Transportation for this Build Better, I mean, it's billions of dollars. Yeah, all the states are talking to him. He's getting more calls right now from governors because they're like, oh, all we got to do is call this dude and we get some, we get a new bridge. Right. Or well, cities are calling him. So he has a nice platform to run Water, on because he brought money. Led. He will have performed good things. Right. I actually think he has a better following than Kamala Harris and I think this is going to blow up because he's losing his staff right now. She's not very popular. She everything seems to be, you know. I'd rather say she has a. She's getting rid of staff that uh, is incompatible with her, and that's a good thing. There yeah. were talk. There's talk about her and Joe Biden having issues. Do you believe that? Do you think that the media is maybe playing it up? There's talk of them having issues. She believes that she's being sidelined. You know, Joe Biden put on that what, immigration what, thing. What, what vice president has it's not? Yeah. All right. I mean, come on. What Besides Dick Cheney, but he was the president, right? Yeah. Hey, Dick Cheney was the president. Well, we have come to the end of another show. Um, they're about to kick me out of here, so we're out of time. Let me get out of here. Shout out to everybody in and out of the studio who helps produce this show. The Bishop, Dr. Mac, Joe Duncan, Attorney Rose, DJ Alex Sanchez, and most importantly, all of you listeners. Without you, we would have nobody to talk to, and that would be pretty sad to see. See you in two weeks, people. But Listen, I need a fair fight out there. Knock each other out, but try not to kick each other in the balls. Good day. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Jamal Show.